the guys that have never played for Ireland were, were really excited uh, for the opportunity to represent their um, their families, their heritage, their ancestry, and and to meet guys who had played for Ireland. Um, you know, and and some of the the families and the players that have played for Ireland. You know, a few of them told me that, that you know this is this is what it feels like to play for Ireland. It's rewarding to hear that, uh, and it also reinforces the need to keep this going. Hello, and welcome to episode sixty-five of the Irish Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Becker. You just heard from John Fitzgerald, founder of the Irish American Baseball Society. He was talking about how the players felt after last month's game between the Irish Wolfhounds and the NYPD Finest Baseball Club. John will have a full recap of that game on today's show, but he'll also be talking about the next Irish Wolfhounds game. For tickets and more information, head to irishbaseball.org. Before we talk with John, I'm going to welcome broadcaster Sam Davis, who has a quick interview with Devin Hayes, a pitcher with the Irish Wolfhounds. Take it away, Sam. I'm Sam Davis, now joined by pitcher Devin Hayes. Devin, thanks for being with me. Thanks for having me. So, Devin, you have some experience yourself pitching and playing for Ireland. You played on the Irish national team in 2018. So what was that experience like for you, representing your country through the game of baseball? It was awesome. Um, I told people before, like, the years prior, I had missed. So my dad's from Ireland. All my family on his side it lives in Ireland. And I had missed the frequent trips to Ireland in college because I was playing baseball. So it was actually really awesome to be able to play in front of my family, my Irish family and relatives there. I had about, I think, 10 or 15 of them come out to the championship game that Sunday in Ashburn. Uh, so it was awesome to finally be able to kind of play for play for my dad, you know, play for Ireland and then play in front of his family to be able to like kind of enjoy that all together. That weekend was kind of like one of the cooler experiences in my life. You mentioned your dad, you know, growing up in Ireland. Um, for you personally, how important do you think it is for growing the sport of baseball in Ireland, in the country? And how do you think a team like the Irish Wolfhounds can help kind of get that ball ro- rolling and kind of help make that happen? I think, you know, the Wolfhounds are kind of a lot of like the baseball talent um, that have Irish heritage can like help basically share the love of the game, especially like some of the guys that have played either at the higher levels or kind of have played for a long time. Being able to share that with, you know, the Irish, you know, culture, kind of bridge that, um, bring that over um, or kind of help them kind of learn and enjoy and kind of share that love that we have for the game of baseball kind of with them. And I think that's kind of cool of experience too for for me when we went over there to Ireland in 2018 and and the next year we actually did camps and so it was really cool to be able to share that with like young Irish kids just going out of the field and kind of sharing that um I was actually and currently I'm a coach now so it's kind of like always been you know kind of a big thing for me to be able to share the love of the game that I have kind of how I got into it why it's it's such a big deal in my life and big part of my life and kind of kind of be able to show that to other people as well you mentioned getting into the game of baseball. I'm curious, from a younger age, how did you get involved in into the sport? What made you kind of grow and, and, and sort of begin to start loving the sport of baseball? I honestly think it's because my dad was learning it when I was too. So he, I lived in California and he was a San Francisco Giants fan, loved Barry Bonds, and he would just watch the games. And then we kind of when I started playing t-ball and everything, he was coaching me and he, he was picking it up as I was picking it up. And so we kind of learned it together. It was kind of like our experience where it wasn't something where he was, you know, passing a ton of knowledge on to me, but it was kind of, you know, we were in it together, learning it and can kind of 
um, grow and, you know, have that shared experience of him helping me out with things and throwing BP to me, batting practice to me and, and that. So that's kind of something we were able to learn together. And I think that was, you know, pretty important in my love for baseball, just like something I could share with him, and my family too. I'm Rick Becker, host of the Irish Baseball Podcast, and I'm happy to bring John Fitzgerald back on the show. Thanks for being here, John. Thanks, Rick. Glad to be here. So our organization took a huge step last month in June with the Irish Wolfhounds playing their first official game, taking on the NYPD Finest Baseball Club, a big 9-1 to one win, but the score isn't the biggest part of this story. This was a huge event, and why don't you talk about, before we get to the baseball aspects of this game, talk about some of the things that surrounded it. The guests of honor that we had there. The dual national anthems. I mean, this was a big deal, and a lot was happening. Yeah, it was... Uh... It was a, a lot of uh, a lot of planning went into that. You know, all the the half hour before the game, we had the uh, the Ashling Irish Center, uh, which is a uh, Irish community center in Yonkers, New York, and, and they sent up their children's choir to sing uh, both the uh, the Irish and the uh, American national anthems. And then we had the Irish consulate came out, and um, uh, the consul general gave a pep talk to uh, the team, and and then. Um, the uh, the uh, I think his title is the vice consul general. Uh, he threw out the first pitch, and and so you know we, what we what we wanted to do was show the players, their families, uh, the Irish community, the Irish American community, and and just baseball fans that were tuning in. You know, we didn't want them to just tune in and see the game start. We wanted them to tune in and be reminded that this was something that was different and hopefully bigger. Not not in terms of like theatrical, but bigger in terms of the meaning of what this means to the players, what this could mean to baseball in general and then the World Baseball Classic and what it could mean for Ireland and, and baseball in Ireland. So, um, you know, I, I, I think it went really well as far as, you know, all of that being conveyed and, and uh, from talking to some players and, and their family members, it seems that, you know, the point got across like. And they all knew it going in, but it's always good to kind of, you know, remind everybody that like, hey, this is this is about baseball and this is about Ireland and this is big. So hopefully that, that got across. But, uh, you know, that's that was the whole purpose of all of that. And I think when we get to the actual baseball and we talk about a nine to one win and I don't think a lot of people are aware the quality of play for the NYPD finest baseball club. I mean, you hear that and you think a bunch of cops who just, you know, play in their spare time, but these are guys who played at the professional level, played at the college level. This is not people who don't live in New York thinking about their police officers in their city, putting together a baseball team. Like this is, a loaded ball club and to beat them nine to one was a pretty big statement for the Irish Wolfhounds. Yeah. The NYPD, that team has been around for about, I think 30 years. And, and before that, the NYPD has always had a team, I I think. And and so they know how to play the game. Um, Some of the guys are a little bit older, but they're, they're, like you said, they're former college and pro players. They put on a good game. I mean, the game was close uh, up until, 
I think we were we were tied, then we were up two to one, and then in the eighth inning we we blew it open. So it wasn't really about the score; it was about having a good, solid game. We didn't want to blow out either way, um, and and the way it worked out, it was it was exciting baseball. Um, but yeah, the NYPD they're one of the police and fire teams. There's there's a handful of them across the country, and um, there's an FDNY team, there's the NYPD team, uh, there's a team in Boston. Uh, down in Philadelphia, they play each other and, and it's good baseball. You know, that was a great opponent to have, uh, especially the first time because everybody knows the MIPD. Everybody, um, you know, has uh, an understanding of, of what they're about, what they do. They're all cops. They're from across New York City. So they all have like a story and, you know, people resonate with that. And then here we come in as the, the first all Irish baseball club. So it's like, you know, we weren't like adversarial or anything like that, but it was just two teams with two very interesting stories and perspectives and and uh, and fan bases. So um, I think it worked out real well. But the important part was we didn't want a team that we were going to blow out and we didn't want a team that, you know, like was going to be kind of like, you know, a, a professional team, because what we're trying to do is, is kind of mimic the um uh the skill level that that a team would play in the european b pool and the mypd you know i could i could say objectively would do fairly well at uh, at the european b pool level where ireland's playing next year i mean I, I would i would hazard to guess they would probably be in the top three or four teams you know they're, they're a very good ball club and they, they play solid fundamental baseball so with ireland playing in the b pool in the european championships what would they have to do? I know you've talked about this a lot throughout the organization to start the process of qualifying for the World Baseball Classic. So Ireland has to win next year's B pool in 2024. And then they go to the A pool in 2025. And in the A pool, they have to place in the top. It's probably going to be the top five or six. Uh, they don't have to place any higher than any team that's already qualified for the WBC. So in Europe, the teams that have qualified for the WBC, off the top of my head, uh, would be Czech Republic, Netherlands, Italy, um, Israel, and uh, there's one more I'm forgetting. But anyway, I think there's there's four or five of them. Ireland needs to place right behind them, and then they would get into the WBC qualifiers. So we think the team we have would be very competitive in that A pool in 2025. And obviously, you're going to find uh, you know, an additional bat, an additional arm, and we feel like those players are out there. And if you add a few pieces to what we already have, you potentially have a team that, that gets the WBC qualifiers. And at that point, maybe you added another bat and another arm, and then those extra pieces are most likely guys in minor league baseball. And so, so then all of a sudden, you take the core of what we had uh, at the first game, and you add some minor league players to that core, and you now have a team that could do some damage in the WBC qualifiers. And and so it's it's a process. And if you follow any team that's been to the World Baseball Classic, you see along the way they add to their core. Maybe a couple of guys drop off, a couple of guys are added in. Um, you know, guys are start to gel. They play together over time, and and the coaching staff starts to you know understand what you know what guys can and can't do roles change and and then they get to the WBC and suddenly they're a WBC team and, and you look back and you're like well wow not that much change but you know kind of the whole thing changed in, in certain respects so 
you know, it, when you see the Wolfhounds team, like this is a team that that has a path that, that could easily win the B pool, could easily, you know, get to the A pool and do well. And then, you know, things change and, and things things happen and, and excitement builds and, and you see where you are. And, and we feel really confident that this core that we have can really uh, can really get there. I think one of the things that impressed me the most about this first effort for the Irish Wolfhounds is how it looked for somebody who couldn't make it to the game. I live in Florida. I was watching it on my laptop, but then you also watch some of the clips that are being posted online by the Irish American Baseball Society, and this looked like you were watching at least a minor league baseball game. It looked professional. It wasn't one of those situations. I talk about the NYPD Finest Baseball Club. Like, everybody looked like they were ready to step into a professional game. The plays that were made were sharp baseball plays. What went into making sure this just looked professional? I mean, everything from the videography to having a great play-by-play guy to the jerseys, like there was a lot that had to go into making this thing professional and to having the Irish Wolfhounds be something that isn't just something you're putting together. It's something that is professional and shows up looking like anything else you'll see if you go to a minor league baseball game. Yeah, we didn't have much room for error. I mean, we could have built this slow and, and played on high school baseball fields and, and built it over time. But, you know, realistically, this all has to kind of come together by next summer. Um, that, that's that's when, you know, Ireland's going to play and, and we need to get uh, a team together. We need to show that there are players. We need to demonstrate there's enough talent. And game one had to kind of go off without a hitch. And, and in order to do that, we needed to show people, you know, we want to show this talent level to people in Ireland, in the U.S. Uh, and across the world. Uh, so we had to we had to live stream it. So, you know, we did it at a minor league stadium. Um, we were invited to play by the NYPD and it all kind of fell into place that we were going to be able to utilize the cameras and the technology that the minor league stadium has. Um, you know, the uniforms, you know, we, we've been selling the hats and we've been selling uh, a version of that, that uniform, um, for a couple of years and, and, you know, fans have resonated with it. They, they like the, the, the designs, the, the symbolism of it. Um, so like that was an important piece of it to tie that all together. Um, and, and, and the play by play, uh, you know, we had, um, we actually had, uh, uh, Sam Davis, who's a, a recent graduate of Fordham University, and I was looking for an announcer. I found Sam's demo reel. I thought it was, it was solid. I said, "Hey, you know, this is kind of a weird, different thing. If you're interested, you know, you, you can you can do the game." And the the initial idea was he was going to kind of do it do it like Finn Scully. He was going to do a one man call, um, and then uh, I, I spoke to the uh, New York boulders play-by-play guy, Mark Ernay. And, and Mark was just like, you know, I'm doing a game that night. If you want me to come in the booth, I'll, I'll be happy to team up with Sam and, and they hit it off. And so like, you know, the, the team itself, some of the guys were meeting each other for the first time, the broadcast crew met each other for the first time. Um, you know, we had um, assistant general manager, Pat Smith, who's been uh, his, his uncles played for um, team Ireland about 15 years ago. Um, you know, but it, this was his first time in, in the role as like an assistant GM, like 
everybody had a role, everybody did their job, but everybody knew that this had to go off without a hitch. And, and all they had to do was focus on their job, whether they were on the field, in the dugout, in the bullpen, in the press box. And they all did fantastic, uh, you know, at, at what they needed to do. And, and that's why it all came, you know, came together is because everybody kind of just focused on what they needed to do and they did it. Yeah, it's uh, it was real exciting. It was uh, it was an exciting thing to be a part of, and I think that um, it was so successful that uh, you know it became a no brainer that we not only should do it again, but we we kind of needed to do it again to show that uh, you know this is this is not a one off that these players can play together that and that they they can really do this. And I know I've seen from the social media the fan reaction to this game has been immense. I think everybody who went to it, who attended has posted a selfie somewhere on the internet that I've seen because people were so excited to get out and catch the Irish Wolfhounds. What has been your sense from the players on the club? What has been the feedback you've heard from them after going through the first game as a team? Yeah, I think uh, the guys that have never played for Ireland were, were really excited uh, for the opportunity to represent their um, their families, their heritage, their ancestry, and and to meet guys who had played for Ireland. Um, you know, and and some of the the families and the players that have played for Ireland. You know, a few of them told me that, that you know this this is what it feels like to play for Ireland. It's rewarding to hear that, uh, and it also reinforces the need to keep this going because. We don't want to just have a one-off. The, the initial idea was to have a one-off game, demonstrate how much talent's out there, have a have a good you know experience for everybody, and then you know submit those players to, as candidates for the national team. Uh, but but it was so successful that we we decided it, it does make sense to keep these guys playing together for a number of reasons. Uh, number one. You know, the, there's an excitement that a lot of fans, you know, want to experience this either in person or live on uh, the live stream. Maybe some people didn't get to see it, um, but there are more fans out there. and We need to reach them. Uh, and then uh, there's also the, you know, the possibility that we may we may generate more interest and, in, in, uh, you know, find some more players that, uh, like I said before, you know, we've got a core now, uh, you know, it would be good to add, you know, a bat and an arm here or there. And playing more does that. It, it, it gives you that opportunity to find more players. And, and just the general excitement, you know, it's always good to play baseball. And, and if you can play a game and if you can put a team on the field, why wouldn't you? Um, so it was, a, it was, I wouldn't call it a good problem to have, but it was something that we didn't anticipate. It was, you know, the situation was everything went off so well that we decided like, well, I mean, why wouldn't we do this again? And so, um, so the general template we're going to try to follow at this point is we're going to try to play police and fire teams once a month and do it at either a minor league ballpark or a college stadium. And um, and the reasons for that are everything we discussed. You, you want to have that professional type atmosphere. You want to be able to live stream it, and you want fans to be able to join in either in person or on the internet. So that's what we're going to try to do and and uh and we'll, we'll see how far you know we can go well john when is the next one then <laughs> the next one is july 15th it's going to be a night game uh, we're going to start six o'clock on staten island the home of the staten island ferry hawks which is the former home of the staten island yankees so it's a beautiful ballpark 
and uh, we're really looking forward to it. We're going to be playing the New York State Court Officer Blue Sox. Awesome, John. Thank you so much for all you're doing for Irish baseball. And, of course, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Rick. For tickets or more information about the Irish Wolfhounds, head to irishbaseball.org. I'm Rick Becker, and this has been Episode 65 of the Irish Baseball Podcast.